0: Now, sorry to report, folks, but the rest of today is only fucking dreadful. Have a look at this. Look, rain pelting down from fucking all sides on top of us. No let up. You'll be drowned to the fucking bollocks. Look, in the Midlands, you get a little bit of relief for an hour or so, but that's about it.
1: This world has become so corrupt as I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it or looking at it. And I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely. Flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's let's
2: not get let's not get into blood and guts because because that's what you're trying to get into.
0: Come on, fumble butt. Bam,
2: motherfucker. It'll be a miracle
1: if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now.
2: They're him with towels, and he's just trying to act like nothing happened. Yep.
1: Fucking asshole. He doesn't have enough brain power left. To...
2: We should give him a break, because maybe his, like, in his mind, he doesn't think that he took it. Sure. You know, uh, we gotta factor that in, so. Yeah, I never do, true.
1: so I should start factoring
2: <laughs> that in. You know his brain's not functioning at 100%. Well, You're saying, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just thinking. The years of meth. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, he's heroin. Heroin. Heroin, yeah, yeah sorry. My he's mad. not speedy he's a,
2: enough. He's a little mad. more extreme, I think.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> well, meth's bad. They're both yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like uh, Nazis and communists, right? They're very opposite ends, but they're very extreme
2: no matter what. I feel like heroin over the long term gets you faster. It's easier to OD. Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can hotshot way too much of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's the reason why. But meth, you just deteriorate into a drug mummy. And heroin, you have multiple alternatives. You don't have to do just heroin. There's like, how Methadone. many fucking, how many fucking... any prescription yeah. painkiller? Yeah, basically. Fentanyl. Drano. Drano, yeah, that's a good one too. I've done that a few times. Lisinopril. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Though. Oh, That's my blood pressure medication. <laughs> oh, Lysol. <laughs> Lysol. So if you take enough of that, is your blood like so thin it starts turning into gas or what here
1: i actually have a good story about that so here this week i forgot to take my pills one morning Mm. so i was like okay that's fine i'll take when i get home and then i got home fired up tetris (laughs) the new one tetris effect it's beautiful (laughs) this isn't adam's game corner but it's fucking fantastic (laughs) okay didn't do that played tetris for hours Then I was like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, I need to go to sleep, I should take my pills. I took them, went to bed, woke up, took my pills, went to work. All of a sudden, my lips and eyes and ears and nose and tongue started feeling like they were swelling up and going numb, and I couldn't see for a few seconds. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is finally either the aneurysm or the heart attack that my my poor old anxiety is always worried about. But no, I think that was just what it was. Just it a side
2: away. effect of ODing on it. I
1: think I took it was probably too close together or something. Mm.
2: But I'm sure it has some sort of weird side effect. I assume it just thins her blood out.
1: I thought I was turning into Veruca Salt there for a second.
2: <laughs> you when you were <laughs> just, send her to the juicer. <laughs> that's a Willy Wonka character, right? Yes. Okay, that's the first thing that came to my mind too when you said that. So. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. You know, uh, I, there's something I wanted to talk before we get in here. Let's go. So I've been, I watched a, this movie this morning on Shudder. It was called The Witch in the Window, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, not that there's really that many. But okay, so the kid is 12, right? Mm-hmm. He gets in trouble because he was accessing the internet without mm-hmm. his parents from, I'm pretty sure we all access the internet at 12. <laughs> so, I had already
1: gotten busted for porn. It just oh, yeah.
2: Like, oh, here's the kicker. You, what would, what's the first thing you think he was looking at on there when you come, what comes to your mind? Hot women. Okay, Joe, what do you think? I'm going to say he went to whitehouse.com. So I'm like, (laughs) I was just doing research. So his dad's trying to have father son moment. He's like, what, what do you want me to explain to you what you've seen on there? He's like, was it sexual? He's like, dad, no. He's like, what did you see? He's like well, i seen a man getting his head cut off and he was screaming. I'm like, I was like, either that is his mother's homepage that she leaves open for when he clicks the fucking Google Chrome, or you have to search for that. That doesn't just pop up yeah. instantly.
1: Yeah, Chech Clear doesn't just, like, come <laughs> yeah. up on Google like, homepage. Trending
2: videos. <laughs> I was like, okay, there's plenty of other, you know, loopholes in the film, but that one in particular, I'm like... How is that the only thing you've seen when you open up a web browser? No, no. Like He just that... went
0: straight to our no. watch people die before a guy <laughs> yeah. shut down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's like a cartel execution video or something. <laughs> like, Yeah. Okay, maybe you shouldn't have been looking at it. Just stick to like porn or something, like normal people, all right? I just keep thinking about that guy getting his heart pulled out of his rib <laughs> Oh, that one
0: was brutal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it will be about? Certainly not me. I am Adam, sitting here with a big, fat e-cigarette in my hand. Ooh. Getting ready to puff, puff, pass, boys. <laughs> but nothing too exciting. Sitting across from me is Cody. Hello, Adam. Ooh, two weeks in a row. I'm in a, I am I was thinking, who did I do last week, and then I couldn't remember, and I chose wrong, boys. But, Cody, since I introduced you,
2: how was your week I was wonderful, actually. Well, not really, but it was okay. For Minnesota, it was okay. It was, uh, it's been a long week. That uh, snow was shit. And I wish it would go away. And the snow shit is hell. over. Yes. I can't stay. No, it's coming back tomorrow. I'm not blaming anybody. But when I look on our Instagram and everyone's like, oh, hey, I got my shorts on. It's uh, 70 degrees. Uh, Me and the kids are playing baseball in the uh, yard. And we're trapped in our house, freezing, mm-hmm. shoveling. Mm-hmm. It's awful.
1: Yep just going to take my kid and dog for a walk around the place with no care in the world. No, I'm jealous. Their little exposed flesh can't
2: no. freeze off of their bones. When you have to, like, actively see a headline on the news being like, Frostbite will get you within minutes. Stay yeah. inside, please. Uh, it doesn't matter to Mr. <laughs> Dixon, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> he don't... Well, he's not out there, so he don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not my problem. Get fucked. Uh, I was outside, like... For the blizzard day, mm-hmm. my feet were soaking fucking wet, mm-hmm. and I was just dreading coming home to have to shovel. Thank God, Shane and them did it, and I didn't really? So thank you for that. <sighs> Shane, you. made my, do- my day. I was soaking wet, and I did not want to be out there any longer. But, Shayna, <laughs>
1: you did miss out on potential dinner, because if you would have shoveled, you ah. would have came up here and had a heart attack and died. Yes. And then she should, could have came and ate
2: <laughs> Did I tell you she finally commented about that? I think so. What did <laughs> yeah. she say, though? She just said it's starting to get a little weird. She said, <laughs> we, we, we can't turn back now. it's too late. I'm sorry, it's a running bit now <laughs>
1: all right, uh also sitting across from me and next to Cody is Jordan. Hello, Jordan. you had a kicker of a show at the Amsterdam last night. Y- yes, we did.
0: How many bands were there? Uh, I think it was a total of eight bands. fuck yeah it it was not a small affair, no. Was it packed, sold out? It was oversold. Shit. So 400-person cap, they wound up letting 420 people in. Now that's metal. 420, bitches. That's metal.
2: He says they did it on purpose.
0: I can only imagine <laughs> that they did it on purpose. Okay, that makes sense. Because,
2: what'd you say, the lead act likes to smoke weed or something? Well, so. every act okay. likes to smoke mm. weed. Were you so. participating in this drug abuse, Jordan? Actually no, I was just drinking. <laughs> well, so a different kind of when I beers. when I when I seen his Instagram story, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, what's the over under that Jordan's probably gonna be hungover today, not looking too good. But actually, you're he looks great. You're kind of pep. Yeah. You no, pep I'm in just your step. I'm
0: just tired and sore because mm. I went a oh, little. You were in the pit, weren't you? Yeah, I yeah. Duryar said I did hop off the stage and start a circle pit. Did you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're a violent man.
1: Did you
0: put your bass down at least? Nope. Played while <laughs> I was doing it. You got a fucking wireless? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dude, That's pretty cool.
2: You got to go wireless.
1: Wow. I didn't know that. I thought we were still on that uh, XLR life. Or well, whatever well it'll use. be a quarter yeah, inch yeah, instrument quarter. Our,
2: Okay, we need a quick treasure hunt update.
0: MN Treasure, Minnesota State Carnival Winter Festival uh, update. I, I think we covered it yesterday or last week. Uh, we did not find it. No, fi- Oh, it's no already
2: good. been found?
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, no, I thought I talked about that last week. It oh. sounded like we were like, just
2: started. Yeah,
0: No, last Wednesday night, I believe, the final clue came out that tells you exactly how to get to the medallion, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was found like 15, 20 feet away from where we were digging.
1: You were there digging already.
0: <laughs> well, everybody or was early. at the park, and then, yeah, like we were just kind of standing there waiting for the last clue to come out. Comes out, then you see everybody just mad scramble. And we thought we were in the right spot, but yeah, it was like 10 feet away from us.
2: Quick note. So last week when we were talking about it, I wanted to put like a... I thought they might have like a advertisement or something that we could put in the episode so people know what the hell he's talking about. And all it was was videos of the winners, and they just like... Super Minnesota accent. Oh yeah, you know me and my friends were over here by the trees, and mm-hmm. we we just seen it, and then there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's yeah, like no, over, they're... and oh, every year it's the same person <laughs> saying this shit. Oh, you know me and the boys <laughs> were out here. Yeah, with a few beers. The
0: dude who found it, he just kind of stumbled upon it, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's, like it's he knew really the funny. general area, kind of like everybody else did, right. and. He's like, I'm just going to start digging here, and he found, like, a solid clump. He just put it in his pocket, went to his car, (laughs) like, opened it up. He's like, holy fuck, I found the medallion. (laughs) Also, I need to get word out there so that people aren't out in that fucking, like, negative 60 windchill digging for longer than they need to. So he, like, found some people by, like, the start of the trail that it was off of, Mm. and he was like, guys, I got the medallion, like yell down and get word down so everybody fucking gets back in their cars and doesn't die
2: well shall we get into this boys
1: let's Let's do it i mean the medallion updates out of the way so let's fucking kill it
2: the story might uh never mind i don't know how i don't know i don't know i don't know i was gonna i was gonna say we're going to ireland there's magical items cody's medallion's kind of a magical item yeah so leprechauns potted gold right medallions can be gold yeah exactly fuck it All right, let's get into this. Let's go. We will begin this tale with an old Irish children's rhyme that is still being sung across playgrounds in Europe, and most may not even realize the dark roots of this seemingly harmless song. This melody goes as follows. Here is 1895 in the beautiful potato-filled country of Ireland, Uh a time period where people still believe in myths and legends filled with all sorts of ghosts, ghouls, and other foul creatures that are always on the prowl to terrorize the innocent innocent citizens of Ireland. It's March of 1985. Michael Cleary- You you want to take that year again? Oh, I knew I was going (laughs) to fuck that up. (laughs) That's the year I was born perfect Perfect. (laughs) it's march of 1895 michael cleary is your seemingly normal irishman he obeys the law and takes his catholic faith very seriously Mm. as we know catholics have never done anything wrong nope never they're flawless (laughs) never this (laughs) this particular night in question michael does something unspeakable but in his mind he has done nothing wrong in fact he believes he has actually done the world a huge favor. The night in question, he murders his wife in front of many of their family and friends. Now, you're probably thinking, how could he possibly believe what he had just done is something a good Catholic man would do? Well, that's because Michael believes that this is not in fact his wife, but a goddamn fairy. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, if like, I were married to Navi, I'd kill oh, her too.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey <laughs> listen.
2: Yeah, she's pretty goddamn annoying. Yeah. yeah, is she in like all the games, or yes. just like the two of them? She's in only in Ocarina.
0: Oh, she's, she's a Majora,
2: in right? No, that's
1: I, a different fairy. Okay, uh, but you don't know that fairy's name. I thought I did for a second. All I remember is because from I remember there's Tingle. two
2: of them. There's yeah. a brother and sister, and the red one follows the mask kid around, mm. right? Anyway, well, this is not Navi, Jordan, so don't worry. More specifically, it's not an ordinary fairy. It's a fairy known as a changeling. What? Posing as his wife. He was saving his wife from her imprisonment in the realm of fairies. You're probably wondering, how the hell did Mr. Cleary come to the conclusion that his wife had been abducted by fairies? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering that. (laughs) Yep. Well, in 1895, Ireland was slowly evolving away from its old world superstitions into more progressive ideals. For Michael Cleary, he just couldn't seem to let go of his more conservative Catholic beliefs and would ultimately lead to disastrous results. For those who don't know what exactly a changeling is, or what purpose it serves, we will inform you.
0: Changelings are fairies, often described as pale, big-headed, mentally challenged, (coughs) or deformed human babies. In actuality, they are not human at all. In order for fairies to successfully steal human babies and take them down to the subterranean (laughs) fairyland, they must leave in the crib either carved wooden substitutes or elderly, feeble, washed-up fairies who pretend to be human infants. Especially at mm-hmm. risk of being stolen, are those babies not yet named or baptized? Oh, shit. And all those left alone and unguarded? Oh, shit. <laughs> as they grow older, changelings are notorious for playing pranks, such as stealing milk, <laughs> or playing music that forces people to dance against their will. <laughs> they so masters. Just,
2: just like Usher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and breaking valuable household objects. It is difficult to tell if one's own baby is a changeling. But in Hungary, England, and parts of Africa, children born with teeth are suspected. (laughs) If If it's been behaving like a changeling, breaking those things, being quite naughty, or speaking in a precocious manner... A parent can try to trick it into disclosing its identity. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Okay, so... Thank you, the, Rob <laughs>
0: Stark. That's what that turned it <laughs> Thank you. Listen, our accent game is A+. I
2: think you got to train for years to master an Irish accent. So. I'm sorry. I think so. But I'll it,
0: hit you with me fookin' shillelagh.
2: <laughs> but anyway, you got to... The weird thing about this story is that they think she's a changeling, but the okay. legend is mainly for babies... Which is kind of strange. Even though the wife
1: is a full grown, not woman. Baby. Yeah, yeah, but it
2: does say someti- sometimes they'll take young adults, which technically she is. Okay. Michael's wife's name was Bridget Boland. Bridget was known for being very intelligent, lovely, and charming enough to swoon any man she would have desired. Mm-hmm. But. She chose to be with Michael. Mm-hmm. The two were married. <laughs> it's fucked up. He just had a little I'm more sorry, whiskey than everybody. I'm sorry. He's not a good else. he's not a good guy. <laughs> she thought she could fix him. And Jordan, are you trying to insinuate he's an alcoholic already?
1: He is Irish and <laughs> yeah. it is 1890.
2: They might have liked to drink a little they bit. They have right? a disease, Cody. <laughs> they have a cultural <laughs> disease. <laughs> the two would be married in August of 1887. Obviously, by all accounts, Bridget would have no idea the type of man Michael would turn into. At the time, she just knew he was a well-to-do, working-class man, and his strong Catholic faith was probably looked on as a plus. Mm -hmm. This might spark Jordan's interest. Michael, at this time, was working as a cooper. (laughs) As a cooper, (laughs) Michael's responsibilities would include making barrels... Wooden casts oh, oh. and other goods created from the local Hell, timber. Look at this piece of shit jerking <laughs> he's off. He's a handyman,
0: him. but he's making barrels for whiskey. I just oh, feel like
2: I just feel like you could be a cooper. I think if you it could still cooper. existed, I could see Jordan putting that on his job resume. I think so. A little cooper smith. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Fuck it. He had learned to make all his crafts by hand, having trained from a young apprentice. There was only one looming problem with being a traditional cooper. With the industrial boom transpiring throughout the country, the more efficient means of making goods was taking a forefront, essentially making his type of work obsolete. Mm. By all accounts, the early days of their marriage was what could be considered completely normal. Bridget was known for being a very intelligent, skilled woman who was not content with the traditional role of, quote, woman's work, which in turn meant being trapped at home all day, cleaning, all ride. that. She wanted
0: to ride. She, she did not want to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. No, no. she is Which,
2: hell yeah, more power to you. She is a very, very ambitious woman. Rope and ride, baby. Like I said, with Ireland slowly becoming more progressive, it allowed women to be able to work and start their own careers. Since Bridget seemed to be skilled at dressmaking, she took up becoming a dressmaker's apprentice, this, in turn, began to cause friction between Michael and Bridget Cleary. Mm-hmm. Why is this a big deal? Well, even if it was becoming more socially acceptable for women to have careers, the more conservative Catholic household still would not allow married women to be anything more than a housewife, and obviously Michael shared those exact same beliefs. Even though he himself was not making enough money to support the two of them, he was still very upset that that's Bridget bullshit. was working, and that's I know. bullshit. It's stupid. That's
1: like you're in a mire, and there's nothing that can be done. No, you have to work. Both right. parties have to work sometimes. Yeah.
2: And as we're going to find out, like when they're both working, they're going to live good. Sure. But because of his sky wizards, he's uh, he's not a happy man. <laughs> I feel yeah. But if Bridget continued her career as a dressmaker, the family could live comfortably, as we said. So. She had no intention of giving up her work. Good. Not too long into the marriage, Bridget would return to her parents' house in Ballyhadley, while Michael continued working in Clonmel. Now, Clonmel was what you'd consider a city. Obviously, it's not Dublin, but it, what, it's like a bigger... Like an industrial town? Were kind, things starting to take off there? It's it kind of like a South St. Paul? Yeah, I guess you could say that. It's like... I, there was more work there and when she was returning home that was basically a village okay. like a tiny tiny Ooh, village it's on the boom now yeah okay. so by all accounts this move seemed to be of a mutual agreement and not for malicious reasons it did however assist bridget in advancing her career michael still though was so desperate to prove he could fulfill the traditional role yeah. as a sole breadwinner but his current job just did not pay enough what a lame-o. ironically When Bridget had moved back with her parents, she would acquire a device forged in the pits of hell, most certainly created by Satan himself. A vibrator. (laughs) Close. The Singer sewing machine. Oh. (laughs) This thing was fucking balling for the time period. Especially if you're a dressmaker? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? This thing had just came out. Welcome to the
1: Industrial Revolution. Granny still uses singer products exclusively to this they, day they, same uh, with my mom those mm-hmm. like
2: these i don't know this old of one but like the the ones from like the 40s i think and 50s are still like highly sought after just yeah. because mm-hmm. of how well they work mm-hmm. they still kicking some Jordan do you have one
0: uh i do not have a singer sewing <laughs> machine damn it. i do kind of want one cause they're like they're like 200 bucks fun. still oh.
2: Yeah. And they're like, like 5,000 like yeah. 5, fucking pounds yeah. too.
0: <laughs> like my mom and my grandma still have ones from like the 80s that they use.
2: I After we leave this show today, I want you to call your mom and ask if it was uh, made by Satan. I, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, then I'll
0: get wrapped up into like a fucking 45 minute long conversation. Here's why I think sewers are
1: better than people that like computers. Okay. Because you can get a fucking sewing machine. 80 years ago, and it's still perfect. Right. But I opened a graphics card and put it in, and it's fucking obsolete.
2: <laughs> Within, like, two years. And that was, like, $1,200. <laughs> you know it would be actually a smart idea? If you had a sewing machine now, imagine this. So, uh, you say her time period, you start on the sewing machine, you're balling. Then it kind of goes down because they have a commercial service. Now, back in our t- time period, if you handcraft a dress again, oh, yeah.
1: you're oh, making dude.
2: money. Yep. I've watched uh, what the hell's that show? Say uh, yes to the dress. No, no, no! It's the one where the designers make the dresses for the models, uh, and oh, I think Project they, Runway. yeah, Project Runway. And I, I designer. I know I don't have fashion because I'm like, what the hell is this? It looks like a bunch of rags thrown on her. I've literally seen one. She's wearing the dress and, like, the sleeves were dragging on the ground, but it was like a cocktail dress. Yeah, no. I was like, what if you have to shake someone's hand? How are you going to hold anything like that? <laughs> the quote-unquote high
0: fashion is dumb as fuck. Uh, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I,
2: I was like, how? what the hell? Oh, Welcome to weird. Milan
0: Fashion Week. <laughs> this look was inspired by Big Hero 6. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's literally what her dress looked like. <laughs> anyway... This would make her ability to advance her dressmaking career even faster, and the sewing machine gave her the ability to create her own business. Hell yeah. Technically, the advanced technology of the Singer sewing machine would come from the same industrial boom that was making Michael's job obsolete. Maybe. Just maybe. Michael could handle the devil's device, but... Bridget had Jordan-like ideas, but <laughs> with actual ambition, and purchased her own flock of chickens, which in turn allowed her to sell the eggs.
1: Shit. <laughs> Multifaceted, she, sewing, chicken-rearing she business.
2: is balling. Right? I love this girl. So she would sell the eggs to her friends and neighbors by delivering them personally, no matter the weather conditions. She would get her customers those fucking eggs, <laughs> but... This meant she would have to take long treks through the Irish Moors. Mm. Traveling through the Irish Moors would really begin to set Michael into a full-blown, full-blown <laughs> craze. <laughs> to a superstitious man like Michael Cleary. You don't want to go there, bad. The Irish Moors were effectively a death sentence. There's oh. demons
1: in there, man. Are there
2: fairies in there? <laughs> there's
0: bog dwellers.
2: There's gonna, demons. We it's are
1: going
0: to find out, those, doing... the Irish version of those Japanese demons with Ka- the <laughs> ashtray
2: heads. <laughs> Mick Kappa demons. That's what I ever tell you... I'm uh, a Mick Kappa? Uh, Like, uh, Nick's... Uh, my friend Nick's wife started listening to the, us now, and she thought that was the funniest shit she's ever heard. She's like, what a dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> Demon who, who falls over when uh. you start bowing at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's brain out of a yeah. head when it bows. <laughs> Idiot. That was pretty funny. So, moors essentially are just marshy wetlands often coated by fog. The moors were where all the creatures would lurk, just waiting to spring upon an unknown traveler. Mm-hmm. Often... Young Irish children would be warned of the dangers lurking in the moors. One of the more prominent legends was that this was where the realm of the fairies lie. Called it. This is not the Tinkerbell type of fairies. They had far more insidious intents. They were said to destroy homes or crops if they felt insulted. Some say they would kidnap young virgins just to corrupt their purity. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, raping fairies? Well, they didn't say rape, they just said corrupt their purity. Corrupt their purity, their that's raping, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a spell they put on him. Oh. I don't know. Corruption of purity, <laughs> Maximus. They put a little put, a little dust over their vagina and it's corrupted, man. Cody, stop victim blaming.
1: What the fuck is happening
2: around here? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Or, as mentioned before, perhaps evilest of all fairies, the changeling would do the old switcheroo. As we all know. There was a bit of a witch hunt hysteria that went through Europe and America in the past. This was no different with the fairies, but Ireland was still working on letting go of those legends. In fact, Bridget's own cousin, a man named Jack Dunn, was known as a fairy doctor. Now, what does a fairy doctor do exactly? The very first fairy doctors were believed to be descendants of the fairy
1: kingdom (laughs) who interbred with humans creating a powerful race of fair and powerful creatures. The trace of these people is lost in time and history, although we can still find some references in Celtic, Roman, and Greek traditions. Fairy doctors are usually humans, who devoted themselves in keeping or restoring the balance of nature. They act as links between the fairy realm and the realm of humans. Fairy doctors can open portals to the fairy world or summon fairies to aid them. That's cool traditionally fairy doctors are old women with healing abilities who usually (laughs) live isolated in the wild accompanied by animals jack's breaking the mold here (laughs) (laughs) the animals show strange behavior protecting the fairy doctor even aiding him her on daily chores and rituals
0: dude that'd be dope i wish norm would like clean the fucking dishes every now and again if you had oh yeah
2: wouldn't would that be a strange behavior for Norm though? Yeah. It says well, these animals behave strangely.
1: What is it called when you have an animal companion in like
2: fantasy games? A companion. Is that
1: just a companion, Yeah, a, a that's famili- all it is. A familiar. A familiar.
2: That's what I But mean. that's like a spirit. Is it? Yeah, it's like I think it's like spirits. That's some druid shit then. Yeah.
1: Not him, but no, hey, why yeah. not? These women are the ones who usually are called hags and lived in the woods alone. They seem to scare people because of their bizarre way of living. There are many males, however, of younger age who are fairy
2: doctors. Okay, so um, anybody who knows uh, the old witch hunts, basically if there's an old woman in the woods, they're scared of it and then they want to kill it. (laughs) It sounds like this is basically what this is. The yeah. old crone in the wood. It's of course, a classic. Of course, her, her cousin's not an old crone. It's just some dude. Who Jack, probably don't, don't please, assume Jack's gender. Please. Sorry. Please Jesus. Don't. But uh, yeah, he's probably just conning people, I'm assuming. He's probably just a good con man. That's what it sounds like. Now, um, in my mind, I was like, okay... Jordan probably wants to add this to his resume too. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So let's let's inform him what he has to do if he wants to become a fairy doctor himself.
1: Jordan, welcome to the very first day of Fairy Doctor University's <laughs> freshman class introduction time.
0: So this is my orientation. Yes.
1: That's what I was going for. <laughs> what if you want to become a fairy doctor, Jordan? You just have to visit the woods quite often. Get entangled with nature's (laughs) forces
0: and practice your craft there. Does entangled with nature's forces mean shove a tree branch up my ass? If you need to do that. If that will summon the animals, you do that. Or if it'll get
1: you off, you can do that too. I don't (laughs) give a fuck. Remember, fairies require respect. So no fire or any potentially harmful activities should be practiced. Avoid carrying anything made of iron
2: so we okay. we got his first problem how is he gonna light his cigarettes we're in a rough spot already yeah maybe yeah. maybe off the uh vape or uh, i, I can just know. bring
0: um yeah i was gonna say bring matches maybe they're okay fire
2: is we- not cool maybe they're okay since it's like a quick fire just i might i might have to start chewing
1: yeah <laughs> just bring some red man <laughs> there you there go, you go. <laughs> Every time you visit, leave small offerings like home-baked cookies, two to three, don't exaggerate, asshole. Okay. Or a cup of milk or honey. Lavender honey is considered exceptionally powerful in witchcraft and fairy magic. All right. Learn how to invite fairies into your home. Uh, this will not did... be taught here at Fairy Universe. What not that just be, learn? hey, fairies, want to come over? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm still in school. <laughs> Once fairy magic becomes more obvious, you will start seeing things. Fairies will try to catch your attention.
2: Okay. So it's pretty simple. Um, I think you have to have uh, a little entrepreneurship mm. here to kind of get this off the ground for yourself. Like you can't just... You can't just jump so, into fairy no, doctor. You, you're going to have to... Do this yourself, you know. I so. just have
0: one question: Uh Can you guys buy me a video camera, and I'll spend a week this summer out in the woods <laughs> trying to become a fairy doctor? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm, deal. I'll I'm,
2: document the whole thing. I'm, deal. I'm guessing that they're scared of cameras because you have to become one with nature. So no technology. Can it be a hidden camera? Yeah, maybe, maybe just a, put a trail it in a cam? Wall. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a trail cam yeah camouflage there. trail cam they'll never know
1: <laughs> just put a big canon dslr inside of a log with the giant lens sticking the, out the <laughs> they'll never
2: part. notice the funny part is like okay you get the fairies in your house but it's like what What do they do at that point they just hang out with you
1: are they gonna take I my daughter's so. purity or whatever <laughs> they'll be know. like
2: hey, hey listen no
1: I know where the Skulltala is. I've found it a million times
2: now. I'm I'm kind of confused where... Okay, so obviously old school fairies were scary, right? Mm. They weren't good fairies. When did they turn into like Tinkerbell. nice, when nice fairies? When Peter Pan
0: got created. When that yeah, hot little yeah, piece-ass Tinkerbell.
2: <laughs> well, that's your words, not mine. I wish
1: there was a fairy spell that could make me tiny-sized.
2: What's the... Uh, there's another Disney fairy movie, isn't there? The girl with Black Hair. Uh, My favorite. The Girl with Black Hair. <laughs> And Best I think Disney. she rides a bat around. What are you talking? I'm pretty about? sure this are is the movie. Are you talking
0: like Coraline or whatever the fuck it's called cuz no, that's, that's not a Tim Disney. Are you talking
2: about Monster Hunter 4 <laughs> World? I think so. <laughs> Where you ride I got, a bat around? I get the wires mixed <laughs> up in my head sometimes. Anyway. The locals who still believe in the threat of the fairies would come to Jack For his arsenal of old world tactics for battling these tricksters. Take your shillelagh and smack (laughs) them out of the air. (laughs) He's a giant fly (laughs) slaughtered. For example, a simple safety precaution to avoid a fairy from attacking your home was to leave bowls of sugar and milk or leave gifts and offerings for them. You could also adorn your home with iron object as it is believed this will repel the fairies. Just horseshoes everywhere. Right. If you remember from the fairy doctor instruction, don't carry iron objects. They don't like them. I don't know why. No. They don't like them.
1: It it makes sense. It makes sense. If these fairies were ramping up around the time of the Industrial Revolution, these old Cooper Smiths and shit making barrels, of course they're going to say the fairies
2: hate iron. Don't use anything iron. The fairies hate it. I feel like nowadays- They'll kill you. (laughs) I feel like you'd have to go out of your way to even find iron to carry it around, right? True. It's just like nobody uses it anymore. Now, being the Changeling was one of the worst fairies, attempting to remove one of them was often violent and dangerous. Most of the time, suspected Changeling needed to be beaten, burned, held over a fire, held underwater, or, in some cases, they had to be poisoned with deadly plants such as foxglove. Sure. Is this where Um, you originated? Is this where you evolved from, foxglove? I (laughs) hope so.
0: He's
2: Jordan Foxglove. Can I ask,
0: isn't... Being burned and held over fire, essentially the same thing. Yeah, oh.
1: but, uh, you know, it's like... There's uh,
0: one burning and one's roasting. Like, one, yeah, you're getting grilled on one,
2: one. Once yeah. we get into the story, you're going to see there is a difference between being burned and held over okay. fire. I okay. promise you, you'll well, find I out wait. the difference. I want it now. <laughs> uh, patience is key, friend. You don't want fairies getting you. Ultimately, the number one way to avoid an encounter with a fairy was to stay far away from the moors and definitely... Stay away from things known as fairy rings. Mm. Fairy rings (laughs) were naturally occurring rings found in the wild. Often created by a circle of mushrooms, trees, or rocks.
1: Oh, they're like summoning, like summon <laughs> yeah. portals, or yeah, something.
2: like summoning stones. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, yeah, he still exists. I Can guess we do that. a tie over with Craig? I'm. I want to talk to Craig now. We should. <laughs> All right. See, he might be somebody who's too big to talk to. I don't know. Yeah,
0: he was in the beginning. They released one episode <laughs> and got five downloads, and he, ought to, he immediately oh, oh. was
2: <laughs> damn roasted by his best friends. So <laughs> what up, Craig? You know I love you, but chill. <laughs> But like Adam said, the ring is believed that's the way into the fairy realm itself. Awesome. And okay, so uh, just real
1: quick, yes. I don't mean to break in, but you said earlier that they thought Michael Cleary's wife was taken into one of these rings, maybe by a changeling,
2: or they got her when she was in the woods while delivering she was delivering eggs. While she ventured in there, the fairies got her or something. We're gonna. And once she goes in there. That's the only way a
1: fairy, a changeling fairy, can take corporeal or it's, whatever.
2: It kidnaps her, takes her to the fairy realm, then releases a fairy that looks exactly like her to take over her life.
0: That's rad, <laughs> dude. Fairies are fucking metal. That's rad. It,
2: can you imagine the change? Like, man, my my husband's a fucking asshole. Why did I swatch switch bodies with this lady? <laughs> Like, seriously, like, hey, I got a guy who's an, a crazy Catholic man, why did I do this? You can have him back. <laughs> yeah, fucking take him. Going back to the fairy world. She sews and delivers eggs, this is too much fucking work. <laughs> anyway, it is believed as well, if you are brave enough to venture out to a fairy ring, you could summon the creatures in hope of asking for a favor, or they would allow you to speak to the dead. The funny part was, as we would later find out, most of these supposed fairy rings, especially the fo- the ones made of rock, were just long-forgotten man-made structures. Wow. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, of <laughs> so course. It's like, oh God. Of course. This in particular may seem almost unbelievable, but during the 1890s, the Catholic Church was trying to sway people away from believing in these old folklore tales. Along with the country moving forward, it appears the Church had a bit of forethought. Ironic for an organization based around someone rising from the grave and being able to walk on water, right? (laughs) We tell the truth. They're nuts. (laughs) Like, come on. What the fuck? (laughs) Now, finally, back with the Clearies. Michael would travel back and forth from Chomel to Ballyhally. For four years, before either quitting his job or having to be let go, and would rejoin his wife in Bally Hadley, it was upon reaching the town he would realize just exactly what his wife was up to: using her sewing machine, selling her eggs, and more importantly, traveling into the deadly moor. Dumb, dumb
1: bitch! <laughs> he has, she has broken all of that man's rules, mm-hmm. and that's not right.
2: Not in his eyes. <clears throat> Finding out this information seems to be the point that Michael's paranoia began to kick into overdrive. To make matters worse, not long after Michael's arrival, Bridget's mother would pass away and they would have to assume care of her father, Patrick Bolin. I'm Patrick Bolin. I don't want to get too racist here, but man, there is a lot of goddamn Patricks in this story. (laughs) (laughs) I get it's a popular name. That's fine. But damn, there's a lot of Patricks. Now, her father, Patrick, was a long-time laborer, just like Michael, and was said to have the nicest house in the small village, but it wasn't due to wealth or luck an old-time laborer could afford the nicest house. It was because nobody else wanted to live there. Why, you ask? I do. Well, that's because it was rumored to be built right on top of a fairy ring. Oh, cursed property. Mm Mm-hmm. Not good. When Michael learned from the other villagers of this supposed fairy ring on the the house was lying on and his jealousy of his wife's successful career, it was the perfect storm, or at least in his mind, Hmm. the perfect excuse for his wife's behavior. This notion only worsened the longer Michael was unable to find his own job.
1: So basically the house, Patrick's house, was basically an open fucking doorway to Fairyville.
2: That's what the the villagers, that was like the local legend, mm. but clearly Patrick probably didn't buy any of that horse shit. No. He was just like, this is a nice house. I'm going to live in the house. Patrick yeah. seems like
1: the most well-adjusted man in <laughs> right.
2: Ireland right now. He's like, dude, it's just the house. There's no fairy ring under there. No. There might be some mushrooms under there, but that's normal. That's nature, baby. It is believed on a particular day in March of 1895, Bridget was doing her normal rounds for the day, delivering eggs to her customers. In fact, she even made time to visit the fairy doctor himself, Jack Doon. It appears when she finally returned home, Michael decided he would actually vocalize his concerns.
0: Well, it's about time. Communication. She's She's getting a little too uppity for mm. a housewife.
2: (laughs) Mm. from From what I could gather, obviously the story's so old it's hard to tell, but... He was just kind of stewing. He he didn't quite tell her why he was so mad quite yet, but now he's about to unleash it.
1: Communication is key. Right. If you talk to people, I, le- I learned this the hard way. Mm-hmm. If you talk to people regularly yeah. and uh, just make your intentions and your feelings known, right? this will happen. If you're depressed because your wife has a job <laughs> and you don't and you're a fucking piece of shit and you're yep. sitting there stewing, making up magical reasons mm-hmm. to kill your wife. Uh, I don't know what to say. You're just a piece of shit, then. <laughs> Maybe you should talk about it. Oh, yeah. Talk to him. Talk. Just talk more. This is my This is my request. Everyone, talk more.
2: We're going to learn Michael's talking didn't go quite as he wanted. Well, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Take back everything
2: I said. <laughs> so, the day in question, Michael was in a very foul mood. He was jealous of his wife and her success. Apparently, he wasn't quite ready to just straight out accuse her of being a changeling, so he made baseless accusations of her adultery, which were not true at all. While we do know Michael was a devout Catholic, Bridget took her religious beliefs very seriously as well and most certainly valued the sanctity of marriage, but was also passionate about her jobs. So, she was determined to try to find a middle ground with Michael. Bridget suggested, Michael, why don't you just tag along with me on my deliveries? It would employ him, and he could protect her from the pesky fairies. But Michael just took this as even more of an insult. I'm gonna work for you. (laughs) To him, she shouldn't have even been working in the first place. Why the fuck would he want to be employed by her? Hmm. Residents of the village would later say he basically just sat around sulking all day, often complaining about how long his wife is away from home, her methods of prayer he was upset about her methods of prayer <laughs> she's not kneeling hard enough <laughs> those knees need to be in pain that's not it fellas he was very upset about her choice of undergarments oh, ho, ho. i don't know what that means but apparently it's not keeping everything hidden enough i don't know too silky maybe yeah i don't know he didn't like it he wasn't happy about
1: it he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want comfort on the clit <laughs> he wants rough sandpaper up
2: there yeah Thankfully, Bridget stood her ground and was not about to give up on her job. She had worked so hard on building. Her stubborn prick of a husband could just sit around and pout like a baby for all she cared. Later into March of 1895, Bridget would become ill. She was suffering from a sore throat and terrible coughing fits. This only worsened by her constant treks through the damp marshy moors. She wasn't about to let a little sickness slow her down, though. One day, while setting out to visit her cousin Jack Doon, her symptoms seemed to intensify because she got severely disoriented and wound up getting lost within the moor for several hours before finally managing to stumble her way back home.
0: It sounds like the work of some fairies to get her into the fairy realm.
2: You're knocking on the door here, Jordan.
0: Bog gas is leading her to a summoning (laughs)
2: ring. What is it called? Fairy ring. The fairy ring. We need to find one of these. Hell yes. <laughs> they Hell gotta be yes. here somewhere. Let's go. I bet I bet you
1: they're everywhere.
2: <laughs> Probably. There's rings of rocks everywhere. <laughs> it can be rings of mushrooms. Maybe too, it's a ring. For us, it'll be a ring of snow or ice. That's <sighs> where they'll be coming from, the ice fairies. <laughs> Look anywhere and you'll find all of them. <laughs> Michael and Bridget's father, Patrick, were sitting at home when she finally burst through the door. Patrick assisted her to bed... Bridget was confused, fevered, stuttering her words, and clearly needed to seek medical attention. Michael had a bit different of a thought pattern, though. While he was horrified by what was happening to his wife, in his mind, this clearly was no normal illness. Or at least none he had ever seen before. Now, whether we are to believe Michael actually thought his wife was a changeling, or just used this as an excuse to extract his anger and harm his wife, he had the perfect opportunity to do so. At this point, Patrick was told by Michael he had to send for a doctor. There are conflicting reports, though. Some claim that he had to make several attempts to actually summon the doctor, and some say he just lied to Patrick. Either way, Patrick would be the one who would have to finally fetch the doctor himself. What we do know, though, was Michael certainly did contact a special type of doctor, Hmm? The fairy doctor, Jack Dune, because no normal doctor could diagnose these symptoms. Mind you, during the time period, real doctors were few and far between, and often would take them several days to arrive anyway. Sure. Rub a potato on it, you'll be good.
1: <laughs> you
2: a horse I think that it. was the first thing they tried. Let's scalp potatoes over yeah. top of her. Yeah. Okay, it's not working. <laughs> it. some poochin'.
1: <laughs> So wait, wait, wait. Jack is her... Cousin, cousin. yeah. But okay, he
2: is the fairy doctor. Yes, yes. But he's, he's the local specialist. You know what specialist. I happening? Here's what? Adams. Adams okay. mid
1: show theory. Do this it. is the way I like to do it. She's being poisoned. That's what I think. By Michael Cleary.
2: That's a good theory. That doesn't get brought up at all. Actually, oh. I like that theory though. All right. He
0: I could wonder be how giving her foxglove.
2: I was gonna say. I wonder how easy it would be for them to get poisoned during this time. I mean, pretty. I mean, easy. I mean, oh, I saying. guess. I guess probably they'll... not a huge feat. England's right over there. Arsenic's everywhere. So sure, you got to you know. keep the
1: weevils out your potatoes somehow. I'm sure right. uh, shoving some weevil r- 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 repellent in her food <laughs> wouldn't
2: help. <laughs> when Jack Dune finally did arrive, he swiftly examined his cousin. It didn't take the expert long to look to look over at Michael and inform him, "This isn't even a real woman. <gasps> this is an evil fairy changeling." Oh. <laughs> Of course the fairy doctor is going to say that. (laughs) That's his cousin. This isn't even a woman. That's his cousin. Well, you know what? He's an idiot. Mm, Okay. Her father at first was a bit skeptical, but it seemed eventually Jack and Michael were able to sway his mind. Mm. Not only that, within a day... They had convinced him Bridget was truly in danger, and Patrick would assist them with their procedures.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ.
2: Which was, he was the most rational man in Ireland. He snapped like gone. that. He helped them perform the most barbaric of procedures. There are some who believe Patrick only went along with it because he was too old and frail, and would have no way of stopping the men, even if he wanted to. He had like a weird limp, I guess is what they said, so... Within a few days, a real doctor did arrive. Thank God. After examining Bridget thoroughly, he came to the conclusion that she just had bronchitis, so R. I. not poison. No poison. R.I.P. <laughs> I'd assume a doctor would know the difference between poison and bronchitis, but I, so. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. He would later mention what a terrible condition she was in when he arrived, and the strange atmosphere that seemed <laughs> to be looming with the men <laughs> in the household. Should Should we just put her down? <laughs> He's like, get this wizard out of here. (laughs) Either way, he would prescribe her medication and gave Michael strict instructions on how to administer them. Later, Michael would tell everybody the doctor showed up at his house drunk and could not be trusted. Oh, my God. Uh, I I know. I
0: was a doctor in Ireland in the late 19th century. (laughs) I
2: I knew there was going to be a comment there, but uh, when I was reading that, I was laughing so hard. (laughs) I mean... I don't know. I'm assuming in Ireland you wouldn't trust him if he was sober, right? Yeah.
1: That's, oh, the Irish doctor point. showed up drunk, huh? You mean he showed up? Okay.
2: He <laughs> smell his breath and comes like, okay, I trust you. Go You're ready to operate, there. son. Ooh, vodka. Can't trust him. Get this man a whiskey. <laughs> He's
0: one of them pinko commie doctors.
2: <laughs> Around the same time, they had called Father Ryan... Do you want to make another Irish name joke here? (laughs) There's
0: another joke that we want to make, but you just keep going.
2: (laughs) They had called Father Ryan over because her condition was severe enough. They wanted him to give Bridget her communion and last rites. Jesus. Later on, Father Ryan would tell the court that Bridget was conscious, alive, and very agitated from what (laughs) she was enduring. Guys, it's just a coffin (laughs) shit. No, you're about to be done. I'm about to blow blow Jordan's mind here. Michael would actually inform Father Ryan about the doctor's diagnosis of bronchitis, but told him he would not give Bridget the medication. He said people may have some remedy of their own that might do more good than doctor's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Father Ryan said he tried his hardest to convince Michael to let go of the silly nonsense about her being a fairy. It was just an old Irish tale, and to please give the poor girl the medication. But clearly, his beloved priest's words were not enough to change Michael's mind. But it's his priest. We're, this is a scary. Where the Catholics. i so mo- confused.
1: Yeah, it's he, he. fucking. He didn't want his wife to go through there because of the the scary Catholic monsters. But now that the Catholic experts <laughs> here, to
2: tell he doesn't him, doesn't want hear to the- listen to him. Okay. So he is just a fucking nut. We know we know it's scary when the Catholic's the Satanist person in the room, yeah. so. and telling yeah. you to use the Western medicine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Father Ryan; he makes sense. Now we are probably all wondering. Clearly, they are not giving Bridget the bronchitis medication. So what are they doing to this poor woman? Well, like we mentioned before, the supposed cure for getting rid of a fairy or even worse changeling was a very violent procedure. Mm. The old belief was that when a changeling had taken the place of someone, you had only nine days to get the changeling to submit and return the person or they would be lost forever in the realm of the fairies. Mm. The following events were taken from various witnesses, most of which were Bridget's relatives. This is where all the Patricks come in. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did list them all, but they're a lot. most of our cousins' names are Patrick. The I'm army of Patricks. <laughs> The main witness was named Joanna Burke, but we can't completely trust her because she would later be offered immunity to testify and would not want to incriminate herself. Initially, every single so-called spell or cure Jack was attempting did not seem to have much of an effect. So Jack Dunn had told Michael to venture out to seek the assistance from a fairy herbalist named Dennis Ganey.
1: I see that the fairy doctors and the regular doctors have a lot in common. (laughs) So, go see my friend. Go, go see, see the my pharmacist. Go see my yeah, go see the fairy pharmacist. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway,
2: Mr. Dennis Gaining gave Why him... do I even
1: have fairy insurance? If <laughs> I had to... Exactly. They don't even accept Is... my Do you policy. think there
2: was a fairy insurance salesman? There had to be. Has your wife ever been taken by a fairy call <laughs> 1-800-ASK-GARY right <now. laughs> we'll get We'll get to your settlement soon. Listen, here. In
0: this case, it would be more like one 800 call mac Oh. <laughs> Very nice.
2: One I know. I've got jokes. You've got them. Could it be 1-800-Captain uh, Hook, maybe, since he actually kills fairies? Shut up, fairies. Cody. <laughs> well, he tried to. Ah, uh, He failed. Damn it. Anyway, so he, he just gave him the herbs. All right. uh, the witnesses later said all these supposed cures were administered by Michael, her cousin, named Patrick, and Patrick, her father, by holding the woman down and forcing them down her throat. <sighs> her throat was burning due to the bronchitis, causing her to scream in agony. These tonics were rumored to include herbs, boiled, in new milk. New milk meaning the first milk after a cow has given birth. That
0: sounds delicious. Like,
2: Mm. I probably doesn't Rosemary taste any milk. Does it Oh, I'm saying like if you get the first milk after cow just gives birth, like do you think it tastes any different? I, don't I know. mean, probably not, but uh, it, According to them it's, it's magic. It's probably got It's yeah, gonna say I, I it's know. magic, dude. Hold on, Jordan, I got a tonic for you. So All they right. use wine, water, new milk and urine tonics. Hell Little tonics yeah. of urine. <laughs> Who's urine? We don't know. Weasels urine probably. I okay. don't know.
1: So it's this guy's just like it's probably got a fetish of making girls drink his piss. For, so.
2: It could be just a little jar of Mountain Dew and he tells her it's piss. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Mountain Dew was around there, so. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Definitely go with that one. They would administer one of their treatments, then repeatedly scold her, asking if she was Bridget Cleary. She kept saying, of course, she was, but that just wasn't enough to convince them. They would then administer another tonic, then pick her up and hang her body low over an undeniably hot fire. This is As not compared burning.
0: to cold fire.
2: Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, remember, Jordan, this isn't burning her. This is holding her over a fire, mm-hmm. threatening her. Okay? This is singeing her. <laughs> exactly. Asking her over and over, "Are you Bridget Cleary?" She kept pleading with them to stop, but she was standing her her ground, repeating over and over that she was not a fairy. Just like a fairy would do. <laughs> that's that's a good point, Jordan. It is. They would then jam more fluids down her throat. When she tried to resist, Michael held a hot poker to her face, forcing her to open her mouth, then returning her to the fire, repeating the same questions over and over and over. Until finally, everyone in attendance in the home seemed to believe that she was in fact Bridget Cleary. (laughs) Rumors claimed they held her over the fire three times in one night before they were satisfied. Now, with all of her family members calmed down, including Michael by all accounts, they contacted Father Ryan, asking him to give her a private mass. <laughs> when Father Ryan arrived, Michael told him, She had a bad night. She could use some spiritual <laughs> guidance. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. He tortured Jeez.
1: the shit out of her and she, then said, Here, talk to the priest. She, she's she's had been a rough having night terrors. <laughs> She's had a rough
2: one. (laughs) What a fucking asshole. (laughs) Fuck me. After father had left, some witnesses claimed Michael and Bridget were arguing over the milk delivery. Joanna Burke, being the one who had purchased the milk that was later being forced down her throat that night, said this.
0: Bridget asked her husband if she had been paid for the milk, and he said yes. I took the (laughs) shilling out of my pocket and showed it to her. She took it in her hand and put it under the bedclothes and gave
2: it back to me. <laughs> While this doesn't seem like a big deal in rural Ireland, women who rubbed a coin on their inner thigh or more scandalously their vulva <gasps> did so to temporarily give the holder of that coin bad luck. Really? Yeah. So pussy coins are bad. Any lady who hands you a coin out of her private areas, don't take it cuz that sounds hot. <laughs> give you bad luck
0: I was gonna say what if she just kinda like if that's you had a into. wallet scenario going on <laughs> down there what if that's all she didn't she had real tight pants couldn't
1: have pockets just shoved them up I, there
2: we're gonna find I think Bridget did it for to try to curse her husband or something
1: but. I don't know that sounds hot if some girl <laughs> rubs the money on
2: her puss and hands it to me or in her thigh hot. or in her th- thigh th- that's fine too I like inner thighs. whatever whatever she prefers The following day, Bridget actually seemed to be returning to normal health, and for the first time in nine days, was fully dressed and out of bed. The fairy doctor had returned home, believing he had accomplished his mission by dispelling the evil changeling. Good
1: job, Jack. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Another one. Another one for Jack.
1: That's right. just
2: just patting his back. Good job, Jack.
1: I'm promoted to Colonel Dr. Jack now, baby.
2: (laughs) What if he actually requested, like, a PhD to be put on his fucking... I guess they don't have driver's license, but whatever his ID is. <laughs> his horse license. <laughs> yeah. Her family believed this entire fiasco was finally over. What? Okay. According to Joanna Burke, she said this.
0: Her husband spoke to her about rubbing the shilling into her leg. She got angry, and there were no fishugs about
2: her. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word. Pishogs. I don't know. Pishogus. So so whatever that, (laughs) Pishogs just means witchcraft or black magic. Okay. That's just a slang term for it. Celtic Uh, term. Yes. Okay. Then the talk about the fairies returned once again. Of course it fucking did. And Bridget Cleary said to her husband, Your mother used to go to the
0: fairies, and that is the reason you think I am going with them. He asked her,
2: Did my mother tell you that? And she replied,
0: She did. She gave two nights to them.
2: Now, Joanna, she made a tea and offered it to Bridget Cleary. Her husband got three bits of bread and jam and said she should eat them before she took a sip. He asked her three times,
1: Are you Bridget Cleary,
2: my wife in the name of God? (laughs) (laughs) She answered twice and ate two pieces of bread and jam. When she didn't answer the third time, He forced her to eat the third piece of bread, saying, Eat it or down you'll fucking go. (laughs) At this point, Michael snapped. He grabbed her by the neck and threw her onto the stones near the fireplace. With Bridget laying on the ground, Michael placed his knee into her chest, grabbed her by the throat, and forced the piece of bread into her mouth, saying, Swallow it. Is it down? Is it down? Joanne, obviously in shock, claimed she said, Mike! Mike! Don't you see? Tis Bridgie,
0: isn't it? <laughs> it,
2: is bridge, isn't it? <laughs> I love the, I love how they put the slang in there. Tis Bridgie, isn't it? <laughs> Michael was convinced this could not be Bridget. This was a damn changeling. Uh, so he ripped her dress off, leaving her in only her undergarments. He then grabbed a flaming stick out of the fire and placed it near her mouth. Joanna claimed she was yelling for help, telling him she was going to go get the peelers, or police. Hmm. Michael demanded she dare not open that door while holding a stick still close to her face. He kept demanding she repeat her name three times. If she didn't, he would burn her. Bridget was yelling out her name, trying to convince this madman she was his wife, but that just was not enough for Michael. So he grabbed an oil lamp and dumped it all over her body. Shortly after, she was set completely ablaze. Her father Patrick was trying to help, but Michael was holding him back. It didn't take long for the house to be consumed with smoke, forcing everybody to evacuate.
0: Go I know, he's a fucking
2: ass. Now, we're not sure what exactly happened next. It's believed that Michael and another man returned into the house once the fire had calmed down, then retrieved Bridget's body, carried it outside, and buried her in an 18-inch shallow grave just outside the house. They just placed a sack over her head and threw her in. There you go. <laughs> I guess, Jordan. That's fucked up. It's very fucked. After this, Michael was said to sit around performing vigils, anxiously awaiting for his beloved wife to be returned from the fairy realm. On March 22nd, 1895. Jordan's
1: birthday! Is it? Yeah.
2: J Dog's birthday, dog. Yeah. March 22. Were you born in 1895, too? Yeah. So, on Jordan's birthday, 1895. The neighbors began to notice they hadn't seen Bridget in a few days. She was always walking around for her job. Mm. They then noticed the shallow grave outside of the home. After the peelers were summoned, Michael and 10 others were arrested for contributing to the murder. Only Michael, though, would be tried for the murder itself. One man being charged with aiding in the disposal of a body and others were charged with other various crimes. Upon first questioning Joanna, she initially told the Peelers that Bridget had gotten up after being set ablaze and walked outside by herself. But, okay, yeah, yeah, But yeah. this is clearly a story that's exactly Michael told her what, to say.
1: Yeah, that's a little yeah. fucking, little coaching that beforehand. That would be...
2: He's like, oh, that will mean, yeah, she's definitely a fairy. Yeah, what a piece of shit! What a fucking
0: animal! I know. What a
2: fucking asshole! Can we go to this dude's grave, dig up his body, and punch <laughs> it, and then bury it eighteen inches? I, you're gonna find out. We don't know where he is. Oh, okay, cool.
1: That means somebody did some wretched ass shit to him. Could be. I hope we'll so. Find out. I hope so. It's probably. So anyway, fairies.
2: after after Joanna said the initial story, they offered her immunity. And then she gave her real testimony, or the testimony that we know from the story. Right. Once the trial started, it would take three days of deliberations, Michael constantly attempting to sp- explain his rationale as he was simply killing a changeling and appeared to show no remorse in the least bit. It, after the trial was over, it only took 45 minutes for them to reach the verdict.
0: Hmm. I'm going to say that's about 44 minutes too
2: long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a... It- an 1895 jury looks like in Ireland. I, I couldn't even imagine what is
1: justice there. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking nope. about a courtroom with twelve guys. Sitting there. Well, I did he care. show
0: up stinking to high hell of the <laughs> if blessed he didn't, brown liquid? If he didn't, no, then he's he guilty. didn't. Oh, okay.
2: Now we have to consider some fucking fox. <laughs> Hang him. Now we got to consider some fucking fox. I love that. John, that's perfect. Most sentences range from five years to eighteen months. Jack Don got three years. Michael received 20 years for manslaughter, but seemed to only serve 15. Records show after Michael Cleary was released from prison, he immigrated to Canada and then just disappeared off the grid.
0: All right, boys. We got a big country. We got to <laughs> search for this body.
2: He's Nobody knows where he went.
1: Well, step uh, one. Canada. Step one. We're stopping by uh, Jenna's house to get some horses. Yeah. Yep. And we're then- going to
2: go get justice. Yes. I assume we probably changed his name or something. I hate this Um, fuck.
1: I was hoping nobody knew where he was because he was, like, ripped out of a jail by a mob and strung up by his guts or something like that.
2: (laughs) That would seem like Irish justice, but we don't know. And they
1: drink all the unprocessed whiskey (laughs) out of his gut still, (laughs) anyway.
2: They turn him into a giant haggis. (laughs) That's Scottish, not Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me. So, anyway, um, basically, we can either believe that he... Made up the whole story just to kill his wife because mm-hmm. he was mad. Mm-hmm. Some people say that entire nine days he didn't sleep while they were doing the fairy procedures which drove him into a, a state of psychosis. He was already there. Unlikely. Yeah. Um, prob- I would say he probably just used this as an excuse to murder his wife. Yep. I, I, I To our rational brains, you know, that's what makes the most sense. because. But it's a little they too do. rational. Oh, oh. Conspiracy. All right, Joran, fire away your conspiracy yes, I don't have one.
1: I yeah. was just saying. <laughs> no, he's just an asshole. So, or he was mentally ill.
2: That, so, that could yeah. be. Now, there's a few things that, obviously, being Catholic, uh, divorce, basically illegal. You no can no. divorce your wife. Um, and apparently, like domestic abuse was uh, really high in Ireland during this time. Not trying to be a stereotype or nothing, but That's it's just... You know, the
0: rule of the thumb or whatever. The rule of thumb. Yeah, that's from Boondock Saints. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, yeah. I actually researched it like it was like no, a you're, legit You're thing. allowed to
1: beat your wife as long as the stick is no bigger than their thumb.
2: Uh, I don't Wider. think so. Don't beat anybody. Please don't
0: beat anybody. <laughs> Male, female, child, but it, adult. We're talking to you, Adrian the, Peterson. This song, Please, the, this, Adrian. This stop song, whipping that boy.
2: There was even notes, like, um, obviously from our case of Marianne Cotton, that the British... Thought pretty lowly of the Irish, and uh, apparently, after this case, the like British newspapers were just like reinforcing Irish stereotypes about how stupid they You're are. Like, we and everything. fucking told you, so uh, I that's bad. Unfortunately, I, I love the Irish. This guy yeah, was know, just I a fucking too. loon who used this as an excuse to uh murder his wife because he was an impotent piece of shit that couldn't get a job, mm-hmm. so he just couldn't handle. I mean, you'd think. If you can live comfortably, like they said, if both of them were working, like they would live nice. Like yeah. for the time period, they would live very nice. And he just didn't want any of that. They'd be moving on up. Moving Could go to du- Go to, Dublin, to the east side. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Get the Find nicest horse and carriage.
0: Piece of the
2: pie. <laughs> live in Ballyhally if you want mm-hmm. to. Who cares? Yeah. He's just a uh, piece of shit. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, jury confirmed. Piece of shit. Mm -hmm. This jury, anyway. The jury of three. The only jury that matters. The fellowship. Anyway.
2: We are very judgmental. The fellowship of the Bumbles.
1: (laughs) That's right. Thank you, Cody. That story was great. Michael clearly... Michael clearly was a piece of shit.
2: Yes, he was.
1: Also, Michael Cleary
0: was a piece of shit. (laughs) Michael Cleary... Clearly, what if there—what
2: what if there actually is a Michael Clearly who listens to it's like, hey, I didn't do nothing what wrong. The fuck, you're one one guilty by association. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't do nothing wrong. Come on. <laughs>
1: well I was your biggest fan, but now <laughs> fuck you.
0: Sorry, man. That's just the fucking way she goes.
1: Ah, Jesus, that was great. Good. Yes, I'm
2: glad. I thought you guys would enjoy it. It was—I uh, blew my mind when I found it. I'm like, this has a little paranormal that doesn't actually exist but uh it's kind of cool it's hey a good story
1: if you know where a fairy ring is located <laughs> send it in to me at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com what's that adam bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com if you want to follow us on twitter you can do so at bumblebuttpod i'll say what's up to you all the time if you want to follow us on instagram and facebook it's at podcast. cody is the master there instagram is the king of all
2: Yep, come talk to me. I talk to a lot of people, so thank you.
1: And it's fun. Man, it's fun. Mm. Also, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, mm. the five-star review.
2: Let me open this bad boy. Or All right.
1: iTunes reviews. I don't care if they're five stars. I'll read whatever.
2: Read whatever. Yeah. Um, Should we mention we got our first hater this week, I think? Really? Was it a written review? No. Then no. <laughs> okay. I think we got two... Five-star reviews, one written, um, and I believe I know who this is, who wrote it for us. It says, Marvelous, one of the best comedy, true crime podcasts in the universe. I don't oh, know. Shit. that Aliens, they might have some good shit up there. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, that's pretty high praise Can you three imagine... idiots talking just, into
2: mics. Just think about this. Okay, you got aliens out there. They probably got, like, man-killed wife with ray gun or something because he right? thought she was a human what if it was something like that that'd be awesome true
1: crime alien shit <laughs> yeah that would be, be amazing that would be fun
2: uh her name is jimmy james and jimmy are my heroes uh, i think <laughs> she, she likes you know <laughs> I think she's a big small town murder <laughs> yeah. crime and sports fan <laughs> i am too hell yeah in world where there are literally thousands upon thousands of podcasts this one is definitely one of the best it's so funny Adam, Cody, and Jordan are so irreverently delightful, and I promise you'll not only feel like you're hanging out with them, but you'll also giggle and belly laugh. (laughs) You're supposed to laugh with your diaphragm. 50 stars 50 cannot... fucking stars <laughs> this is fucking super count it mario itunes world. count we, it we can get into the fuck the boss door on super mario world now fuck yes boys <laughs> 50 star podcast right now baby <laughs> cannot recommend highly enough so thank you very yes, much for that thank
1: you yeah that's awesome thank you who was that jimmy and james are my heroes right <laughs>
2: um okay. i believe it is who sent us the email
1: fantastic yeah fantastic let's get into that shall we
2: let's read it
1: ladies and gentlemen you know my favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Cody's, of course, is the iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. Mine is listener
0: email. That's my
1: favorite.
2: What's Jordan's drinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Leaving all those hams cans on yeah. the table for you to throw away. <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't
0: know. have any, any today. No, you're looking <laughs> I good all, today. I usually bring them to the bathroom you, trash can. You do. You, do. you do. You're a good boy.
1: I just wanted to razz you, <laughs> even though there's no reason this time. <laughs> we got probably the most in-depth email about us we could receive. Absolutely. And it was glowing, and it has made my week for whatever, two weeks or whatever since we've got it. A uh, week. One week since One we week. got it. Yeah, That's yeah. right. It feels like two weeks because I've read it 30 times.
2: <laughs>
1: um, this is from our good friend and fan, Chrissy. hmm And she, a lot of it's very private, very personal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For a, you know, not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. smutty, devil-minded people. <laughs> uh, you know, for us. For us only. Us only, because we're cool guys. So we're going to read the part about us that she likes about us. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, a, like a bunch of real narcissists would. <laughs> she says, My favorite traits about each of you, Adam Tetris. You're the only other person in the world who seems to appreciate the simplicity and complexity of Tetris like I do. And I also have an insane amount of anxiety about so many things but especially other people and being in social situations. Yeah. I think she nailed she, that. I think she, she nailed my personality 100%. I think 100%. she's your
2: spirit animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine says, Cody, voiced, I could and have listened to his voice for hours upon hours. He is so soft-spoken, yet curses like a sailor. <laughs> and the two are delightfully hard to reconcile. But, why can't he say saw? It's always seen charming, but, uh, yeah, I don't blame. That's Iowa accent there. Yep. Charming is that. Ru- what's a our nice o- way to put What's it? our other ones? Roof, rough?
0: Roof yeah, and rough, yeah. and there's
2: it's, pop and soda. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah,
0: but it's pop, so whatever. <laughs> and about me, Jordan, filter. Rather, his seemingly lack of a filter <laughs> between his brain and his mouth. He seems to blurt things out straight from brain to mouth. I can definitely identify with that because I do it. The difference is people aren't voluntarily listening to me for entertainment, so it doesn't always turn out well for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: to be fair, we
2: could probably say the same thing. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I pop off, man. What can I say? Well,
1: this email was fantastic. Chrissy, beautiful. thank you so much. So yeah. much.
2: And I talked to her on Instagram as well after she read it. Uh, wrote it. Very nice lady. Thank you.
1: And you know what is funny? Is mm-hmm. she she was talking about how there was a green dot in North Carolina from mm-hmm. like all the times they've been oh. downloaded or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, what is going on in <laughs> NC right
0: now?
1: Why did we freaking blow up? <laughs>
0: Raleigh, Um, if uh, you would like to have us for a live show and pay for all of our travel hmm. expenses, we would be more than open. You'd go to Raleigh? I'd go to Raleigh. Raleigh? Hmm, All
1: right. Raleigh, North Carolina? I'd go anywhere if they paid for it, honestly. Yeah, that's true.
2: We could use a vacation. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I have been Adam. That has been Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. That has been Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. Guys, thanks a lot. Everybody listening at home, thanks a lot. You've all been great, and I love y'all. So thank you very much. Have a good weekend, unless it's Tuesday.
0: Insert clever exit line here.
1: Fellas, <laughs> ask me for a
2: voice and where your voice is chopped. Keep the receipt for your boy, can get your fiver back. Cause you're just spitting those same tree with cycle tracks. Baby, Louis, on the fact, I'm out, boy, chat, raps. Hook your boiling tracks, a boy, make tunes about me, missus.